0: How many trip-ups can Arizona continue to have if they want to remain a number one seed? And can that happen in this league? How many teams, even from the Pac-12, will get into the NCAA tournament? You are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. For keeping it locked on Wildcats and making this your first listen of the day. The show is brought to you by Game Time. All right, now, um, Arizona. This is obviously the last year of the Pac-12, as we all know, unless you've been living under a rock. Um, and uh we're going to uh we're going to break down what exactly this league means and what it means for Arizona. Now, everybody here wants Arizona to be a number one seed. Um, I don't think that uh I'm speaking out of pocket by uh, any means everybody wants arizona to be a one seat um but there are some questions i think as to how arizona is going to go about doing this um now listen if you win out i think everything takes care of itself because you got to remember you've already got a win against duke in cameron you've got to win against uh, alabama as well which was a very nice win by the way i think that alabama win is going to be uh one that we look back on and are like wow that was uh one that was really nice um, obviously I think the Michigan state one will still be okay. And there's some other ones obviously as well. You're just coming off two quad one wins as well on the road against the mountain schools. Neither one of those games are ever easy, but you look around the rest of this conference and this conference sucks. Um, now I don't like admitting that I prefer to take the, uh, I prefer to take, uh, the uh, the method that the Big Ten teams do, where you don't admit anything and you just say, "Yep, we're good. Um, our conference is good," even though you know that it stinks. Um, but we're going to try to be hard. We're going to try to be truthful here on Locked On Wildcats uh, podcast. And um, again, this conference sucks. Um, I think with uh, Arizona is obviously (laughs) going to make the NCAA tournament. I'm not really breaking any news to anybody there. Um, Again, it's a, uh, and they're squarely in contention for a one seed, which we will get back to. Um, But you would like to be able to win out if you are Arizona, because again, you've got ASU coming up. Then after ASU, you've also got, uh, you've also got, Wash you've got. Uh, excuse me, you got the Washington schools. You got the LA schools. Uh, you got Oregon. So again, you don't have a ton of time left. Um, you want to be able to get these wins where you can be able to get these wins. Um, so. I think Arizona is going to drop one more game. I don't know where I'm not Nostradamus, so I'm not going to be able to just sit here and say that I think Arizona is going to be able to, uh, which game I think Arizona is going to lose, but I think they're going to lose one more game. I think the question is if Arizona loses one more game, where does that really put them at for the, uh, the grand scheme of things with uh, the NCAA tournament? And I think that's something that we've still got to be able to figure out. Um, Now, When it comes to to Arizona and Washington State, Washington State's probably the second best team in the league. I know that's weird to say, but I think they are. And I think uh, uh, Kyle Smith, who we'll we'll return to in a second, has done an amazing job. But Washington State is tough. Washington State is good. Um, I remember when Arizona lost to Washington State earlier in the season, I was like, ugh, you know, uh, gross. What was this? And come to find out that Washington State is actually pretty good. Um, now I, uh, with Oregon state, that one to me is a little bit different. Um, you can't lose to Oregon state, in my opinion. Um, I know that uh, our good friend, William Brad Alice disagrees with me a little bit, but I, uh, I just don't think that you can lose to Oregon state. Um, but Washington state is really good and Washington state is squarely in the pack or is squarely in the NCAA tournament right now. Um, they are a team that, uh, Um, you know, if they didn't lose 10,000 players every year to transfer and whatnot, they'd probably be a top 15 team, but there is a massive amount of turnover on Kyle with Kyle Smith's roster. And that's just, uh, that's been the way it's been there. And it's probably going to be still the way it is, but there's a lot to like about Washington state. Um, they're probably, they're going to get in the NCAA tournament. And then after that, I don't see anybody else making it. Um, let's talk about some of these other schools then as well, uh, Who some of who Arizona will play again. Oregon. Oregon to me is baffling because I thought Eric, Oregon started off the conference 5-0, and and you're like, all right, you already started off the conference 5-0, and and uh, you did that without Infali Dante, and you did that without Nathan Biddle. So you're like, all right, well, you're bringing back probably the best big man in the conference and in Folly Dante. You're bringing back Nathan Biddle as well. Um, and then now Oregon has struggled again, which is just really weird to think about it because, again, uh, Dante's looked pretty good. Dante has looked like, uh, again, I don't know that Dante uh, will ever look like a lottery pick, but Dante's looked like an NBA player. Um, he's big, he's physical. He can run the court really well. Uh, like I said, there's a lot to like about Infali Dante and what he can do, but, um, and, uh, Nathan Biddle much the same way. Now Biddle's a little bit different. Biddle isn't as good as Dante, but Biddle can also shoot the three, uh, Biddle's long Biddle's, uh, you know, Biddle's a pretty good player, but, uh, bringing those guys back has not done anything for Oregon, and I think that's something. I think that's something that's a little surprising to people that are watching that uh, they're not better in that regard. Um, and on top of that, with a Jackson Shellstad at point guard, who is probably the best uh, freshman in the conference. Um, you know, Jermaine Kuznard's been good. Just nothing has really made sense about Oregon's season. the fact that they were better without Dante and Biddle makes absolutely no sense, but that's where they're at. And, you know, like I said, I like Dana Altman, but it does kind of feel like Dana Altman is stalled out at Oregon and that he never has really gotten that momentum back. So Oregon is going to probably, unless Oregon wins out, Oregon's probably going to have to win the PAC 12 tournament to be able to get into the, uh, to the NCAA tournament. And, I don't think that that's anything that anybody thought coming. Uh, Colorado, kind of the same way. Uh, Colorado has a lot of – Colorado's got a lot of talent. Listen, uh, Cody Williams, I know that a lot of Arizona fans are pooping on him right now, but Cody Williams is obviously good. Um, Not only is Cody Williams good, he's also the dude who is able to, I think, make a uh, – he's also the guy that uh, is able to – you know, make some play, make some players a little bit better. Not only make some players a little bit better, um, but, and he wasn't great. I get all of that. He wasn't great. But at the same time, um, you know, uh, Cody Williams is, is good. And then you got K.J. Simpson as well. K.J. Simpson, one of the players, one of the few players that is uh, decommitted from Arizona that Arizona actually could have really used. K.J. Simpson is really good. Then on top of that, you got Tristan De Silva. You got Eddie Lampkin as well. Those are guys that are all four of those players are difference makers. And the fact that Colorado hasn't been better, I think is a little bit flummoxing to many folks, including myself, Um, especially too at home. I thought that Colorado, listen, I thought Colorado was going to beat Arizona at home. I thought that they would be able to, uh, like I said, take care of business and not only take care of business, but be able to, uh, um, you know, Uh, really strengthen their case for the NCAA tournament. That certainly didn't happen. And Arizona 100% was able to uh, change that and change that narrative. So that's kind of, you know, those are some of the teams that we're looking at. We're going to talk about some of the rest of the league, but Arizona really can't slip up much coming up here. But first game time, game time, game time. All right. Let's say you want to go to some of these games and you're not exactly sure where to go. All right. Check it out. New uh, game time. Um, all kinds of good stuff, new users download the game time app today, use code locked on for $20 off $20 off all users use promo code Vegas, 100 to get 100, uh, off purchase of a ticket to the big game. Check it out again. Game time. Uh, this is like I said, um, this is a, this is a good thing. Uh, not only is it a good thing, it's, um, um, just kind of a good stuff right here. And again, check it out game time, all kinds of good stuff. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats, and making this your first listen of the day. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right, now we got a lot to get to this show. Uh, let's talk a little bit about, first and foremost. Um, first and foremost, I think that. Uh, We're kind of, uh, we know that uh, uh, Colorado is, uh, Colorado is kind of at the stage now where um, Arizona is, uh, you know, Colorado not going to help your case. Uh, So let's look at the rest of the league. The rest of the league is a lot of dregs. Uh, Utah's not bad. Utah, again, it's not bad. Um, I think with Utah, the one thing about it is that uh, with Utah, you do kind of know that uh, Arizona, you do kind of know that, uh, Arizona is, um, that was a good win. Uh, I think Craig Smith has done a really good job at Utah. I think the thing with Utah though, is that let's just be honest here. Um, they're just not quite good enough, but they do have some pretty good players. That was a nice win by Arizona. They're another team though, that unless they win the PAC 12 tournament, they're not going to, uh, they're not going anywhere. Um, and then just kind of, we'll just kind of go up and down ASU, ASU sucks. Um, at some point I think that you probably got to consider getting rid of Bobby Hurley um by all accounts Bobby Hurley's a great dude um but Bobby Hurley just you're just not really getting over the hump you Bobby Hurley's your head coach I'm that's just kind of the way it is you're here just not getting over that hump uh you know he's just a little too uh he's a little too spastic he's too schizophrenic all of that stuff just not just not quite good enough um so the uh with uh with Washington State, um, or excuse me, with that Arizona State, just not good enough. And then USC, USC and UCLA, we're going to talk about here. Both have been massive disappointments. USC has been more so. I think going into the year, a lot of people thought the USC, including myself, that this could have been one of Andy Enfield's best teams. Uh, because again, you've already, you've had Isaiah Collier, a projected top five to 10 pick, and Isaiah Collier is good. You bring back Boogie Ellis, a, uh, you bring back Boogie Ellis, a dude who is, uh, you know, an 18 point per game score. You bring in Bronny James again, not a dip, not a difference maker, but also not bad. Uh, you had DJ Rodman, you had big Vince, the Prince, Iwa Chukwu. You had, you know I mean? You had some pretty darn good players and, um, they've been a massive, massive disappointment that, uh, um, I think it's difficult to look at and say that, You know, that it's hard to give Andy Enfield anything but an F. And on top of that, they've been disjointed as well. They haven't looked good. Uh, USC has been a major, major, major letdown. Um, Okay, now, uh, with uh, UCLA, UCLA is much the same. Um, UCLA is, you know, with Mick Cronin, um, listen, Mick Cronin's a putz. Uh, I don't know why any player would want to go play for Mick Cronin because he will throw you under the bus. He will not think twice about it. He will call you dumb. He will essentially anything that Mick Cronin can do to make you look bad and to deflect away from himself, he will do. Now, they've won some games of late, but they still aren't good. This is not a good basketball team. Um, This is not an NCAA tournament team. Uh, He's another coach that's going to have to be able to run it come March or come uh, the NCAA tournament. And if he runs it come the NCAA tournament, well, then maybe they're in a little bit of a different uh, situation. But again, Mick Cronin, um, he's done a bad job and I don't know how anybody could really defend him. Then you look at some of the other teams uh, around the league. You got uh, Colorado or you got California and you got Stanford. Um, uh, Mark Madsen, I think has done a good job at, uh, uh, uh Mark Madsen, I think has done a very nice job at, uh, California. As a matter of fact, I think Mark Madsen's a pretty good coach. I like how he walks out there. I like how he's got the, uh, the collared shirt. Um, uh, Mark Madsen looks like a dude that just kind of gets it in life. I like Mark Madsen. Um, but there's just not a lot of talent there, but they've been, uh, they've been surprisingly competitive. I will say that. Um, but just not just not good enough. Um and then Stanford, man, Stanford is kind of I think the blueprint to try to beat Arizona honestly. Um you've got a lot of uh, you got a lot of uh, uh players that uh, can shoot threes, and not only can they shoot threes, they're in a uh they're in a very uh, interesting uh, predicament where um they can make threes but they can also uh you know, they've also got some good players. Stanford's another team that should be better. They're not going to obviously make the NCAA tournament. Um, and then, uh, keep, uh, keep making our way up a uh, Washington state. Like we talked about Washington state should make the NCAA tournament. Um, and if they don't make the NCAA tournament, then that's probably a little bit of a West anti West coast bias at the right term. Um, Washington stinks. Uh, Mike Hopkins. I still don't know why Mike Hopkins is the coach there. I would think that they could do a lot better than Mike Hopkins. Um, a place like Seattle, where you've got so much, uh, in uh, I almost said ingrown talent. Is that even the right term? Have so much shown, you know, just natural talent to be able to pluck from. You should be able to do better than Mike Hopkins. Um, and again, they've got some decent players, uh, Savion Wheeler, uh, pretty good player, ex-Kentucky transfer. Then you got Keon Brooks, but they're just not going to really move the needle. And then Oregon State, I know that Oregon State beat Arizona, but Oregon State stinks. Um, you know, to really run this up, Arizona just in conference does not have a lot of opportunities to be able to uh, to really kind of boost that resume. And I think that's something that uh, as an Arizona fan um, is uh, a little concerning. But it also shows, too, that you can't lose games. Going forward, you can't lose uh, games that you should win. Um, Arizona needs to be able to uh, listen. If you maybe stumble against Oregon or UCLA, you don't love it, but okay. Um, But with the way this conference is, you can't really afford any more slip ups. And not only that, you can't afford any more slip ups. You got to be able to uh, take care of business from here, from there on out Um, now. Um, with, uh, with the rest of, uh, the rest of the conference it's, or, you know, just kind of your conference awards. It's fascinating, but I will say this, and I've been saying this for years now that it, it does still crack me up that we obviously acknowledge that the PAC 12 isn't a good basketball conference. Everybody knows this, this is not a secret. Uh, I'm not, uh, like I said, I'm not reinventing the atom. Um, but one thing that has baffled me from time is. The fact the Big Ten gets loved. The Big Ten is essentially no much, no different than the Pac-12. And what I mean by this is that is that once the NCAA tournament hits, every team from the Pac- Big Ten, all 97,000 teams that get in, they will all be knocked out in the first round and uh, or the first weekend. That's just always what happens. And then we have to sit here and say, oh, you know, what really happened? All of that. I don't know how this continues to happen. Game in or year in, year out, but it's not going to be any different. What also is kind of funny about this entire endeavor, though, is all of these teams that are going to the uh, uh, the Big Ten from the Pac-12, they all stink at basketball, too. So do we now have to pretend they're good? That is going to be the question that is going to be asked, I think, by so many. Um, listen, UCLA going there? Not good. USC going there, not good. Oregon going there, not good. Or, uh, or, uh, Washington going there, not good. Um, so it will be fascinating to see if the uh, the conference as a whole tries to, uh, tries to, uh, maybe use this or use a little bit of, uh, uh, I don't know, maybe a little bit of, uh, I don't know, um, subterfuge to try to boost this. But either way, we can't let it happen. All right, now, now, we're going to get to the conference, of uh, conference awards, and we're going to make fun of Mick Cronin, but first, game time, game time, or no, excuse me, FanDuel, 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 all right, check out FanDuel, new customer, all kinds of good stuff, you can put down five bucks and you get $200 of free plays if that bet hits, it's that simple, it's that easy, FanDuel.com slash locked on, all right. You know, football's over, boo. But you still got basketball here, so we're good on that front. But not only do you still have basketball here, you also you got baseball coming up. You got, uh, I almost said hockey. Well, I guess you got hockey. I don't know anything about hockey. But if I wanted to bet on something, or if I wanted to uh, make my uh, make it a little bit more enjoyable, guess what I would do? I would bet on hockey because then it makes it more enjoyable. Either way, you know the drill. Check it out at fanduel.fanduel. Uh, dot com slash locked on. Again, you will thank me later. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats and making this your First listen of the day, I am your host, Michael Luke. All right, now awards time. We're talking again. We still got about a third of the season to go, but we're looking at these awards. Kyle Smith, to me, is the uh, no-brainer, easy, easy, easy choice to be the conference coach of the year. Uh, Nobody saw Washington State being good, certainly not me, and not only did nobody see Washington State being good, not to this level where you're like, man, this is probably the second best team team in the conference, and they're probably going to make the NCAA tournament. Um, this is should be one of the easiest head coaching uh, awards that we've seen in recent years. Um, again, he's done a magnificent job. Not only has he done a magnificent job um, with the roster, with the uh, – and that's, again, as we all know, po- coaching in uh, uh, Pullman, that is not an easy place to win. Not only is that not an easy place to win – Uh, nobody really wants to go there to play there or to uh, play against them. So again, Kyle Smith, easy choice for the conference uh, coach of the year. Then after that, it becomes a little more interesting. You got some candidates, but I'm going Caleb Love for the player of the year. Caleb Love is the best player, the most impactful player on the best team in the conference. Um, when Arizona needs a bucket, they go to Caleb Love. In big spots, they go to Caleb Love. And in conference, uh, I know he hasn't been uh, super efficient of late, but overall his numbers have been good. Caleb Love is that guy. Um, and uh, I don't know where Arizona would be without him. Honest, because again, as we've talked about, he's the dude that he could be 0-30, but you want him taking that shot in overtime because he's shown time and time again that he will make that shot in overtime overtime. Uh, just a, like I said, just really, really, uh, really, you know, just invaluable to what Arizona does. But there's also some other players too that you, uh, that certainly deserve a little bit of a shout out. KJ Simpson, one of those, Um, you know, KJ Simpson, 50, 40, 90 splits. Those are good. 20 points, five assists. Those are good as well. Um, But uh, I just don't think Colorado is good enough. And then after that, who really, who really knows like who the other candidates are? I thought going into the year, Boogie Ellis would be one of those guys, but he hasn't lived up to expectations, and USC stinks as well, so um, there's that. Then the freshman of the year, I think it's got to be Jackson Shellstead. Now, um, he's fallen off a little bit. Obviously, he missed some time because he was injured, but... If I think if you want that point guard, if you want that one player, you're probably going to choose shellstad Now, again, there's some other players that are long on uh, potential, but short on productivity at this point. Maybe a Cody Williams. Uh, Isaiah Collier, I think, it's just missed too much time. So you know who I also really like? I really like Sebastian Mack from UCLA, but they're obviously not good enough. And I'll say this. I think the best player in this entire unit is going to be um, is going to be uh, Isaiah Call or excuse me, not Isaiah Call, your KJ Lewis. KJ Lewis, I am a huge fan of going forward. Not only that, I think KJ Lewis is going to be a lottery pick next season. He's got that type of potential in, uh, in my opinion. Um, then, as far as uh, I just wanted to make fun of Mick Cronin for a minute. Um, I don't know how UCLA. Listen, UCLA, I know has won some games, but I don't know how UCLA can really keep him around. I mean this guy is an embarrassment. He screams at reporters, he blames everybody but himself. Uh he blames the officials and he blames his team. He essentially calls his team dumb, not good enough. Well, coach, that's on you because first of all, you put those players out there and not only that, uh if they're not good enough, that is on you as well because last I checked, you are the head coach. You are the one that constructs the roster. Mick Cronin, shoo. And by the way, Uh, even though the Big Ten stinks, with those fan bases in the Big Ten, uh, Mick Cronin is going to get eaten alive in the Big Ten. Um, And that will be fun to watch. It'll be fun to watch bad basketball eat Mick Cronin alive even further. All right. Now, we got Arizona ASU. Speaking of bad basketball coming up, we got Arizona ASU. And this is going to be a fun one. Because because, uh um, not only is this going to be a fun uh, one, um, we're going to talk about why ASU has never been able to really close that gap on Arizona basketball. And hint, they never will. And then uh, we'll talk a little bit of basketball. We'll talk a little bit of football going forward. But as always, thank you very much for uh, keeping this locked on, Wildcats, and making this your first listen of the day. I'm your host, Mike Luke. We will be back with you tomorrow.